Hello and good evening and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies now called the Sunday Roast, which we haven't changed the title of yet. <laughs> Brought to you by thelastmovieoutpost.com for all of your movie news, reviews and everything cool about films. At the moment, it's just myself and Captain Eggy Matt. How you doing, mate? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, knackered, but okay. Looking tired. Thank you. Uh, I, I thought I was looking rather handsome today. <laughs> Um, Yoda will hopefully be joining us later he's got a work thing and Sean is still on the run from the FBI but we wish him all the well uh, um, I think actually Sean's avoiding us because we're just talking about Star Wars and, and Mando and Star Trek again and he just doesn't want to do it that's all he's out there though at the moment I know and the like whores that we are we are just going to talk about it to get those likes through um mm. If you are watching, please join us. Please say hello. Please uh, join the chat. It's always nice to have chat and banter with everybody. But um, let's make a start. So, in the news this week, Rocky on VHS. This was an interesting one on Monday. Uh, basically, mm -hmm. somebody found the original copies of Rocky 1, 2, and 3 on VHS still sealed in a Goodwill or a charity shop, as we might call them, um, for 49 cents. They then sold for over $50,000 for auction. <laughs> Have you ever thrown away VHS videos? Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. DVDs, VHS, mini discs, compact discs. I dread to think of the money I could have potentially... Uh, Thank you, John. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm the same. I had loads of VHS videos. I've got an old uh, Betamax copy of Battlestar Galactica somewhere. Oh, wow, um, man. Check it out on AB. Well, apart from where do you get a BMX video from these days to, to play on? Yeah, but people are weird. <laughs> they, they buy all sorts of crap. This is true. One man's junk is another man's treasure. It's apparently exactly. not the way to tell your kids they're adopted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, back in the day, like I say, the video collection I had was, like, immense. And now mm. I'm so gutted I've chucked them out. Yeah, I think the only VHS I own, I own, I think I own this, it might be the special edition Star Wars is when they come out on VHS. Yeah. I think that's the uh, only thing I've kept. I think they're in the loft somewhere. But it's kind of, with, with VHS machines as well, I would dread putting it anywhere near a machine because it would play for a while and then sort of go, and then you'd pull it yeah, out yeah. with all the brown tape and that, trying to work it, work it out with a, with a screwdriver. That's it. Um, That's it. Do you think they have, um, hello, big gate of five. Nice for you to find some time. Um, do you think they, you can still buy VHSs? Well, funny enough, I... I've said before, I put old Cinefilm onto digital for people. And I had somebody recently ask me if I could put it onto video. And I thought, I don't wow. even know how to get from the digital onto a VHS. <laughs> um, no. Let alone, like, hook up the VHS to a TV to be able to watch it. Because none of my TVs have got um, scart leads or anything on them anymore. Um, but, yeah, I think people, I think, I think there are still people out there uh, that do it. Um, the stuff that I've been putting up online, again, I, I had a comment this week saying um, one of the videos that I did, a guy's got it on video, but he wouldn't put it anywhere near the video recorder because <laughs> he'll probably just chew it up. Yeah. Do you know, do you know I'd, I'd actually be quite curious to watch a VHS again just to see how bad the quality is. 
and not actually as bad as what people are. They are only like what four twenty p, but you can. No, do you know what? Okay, you can get VHS machines if you look on eBay. You can get them. I've got one. Hang on. Check this out. Ta-da! Holy shit! And I actually used to have one of those as well. You put the video in there, look. Yeah, front loader. And just the video, nothing else. Does it work? Yeah. Um, I still, like I say, I put the occasional video onto people onto DVD for people, but I've kind of stopped doing it because it's it's more hassle than it's worth. So I've kind of knocked it on the head um, and whatnot. But, yeah, they still work. And like I say, you still can find them on eBay and places like that. So, yeah, they're still out there. Oh, we were was, we was talking the other day. I was around a friend's house and we, was talk, we had a few beers and we were talking. So how easy everything is to come by these days. And you actually do miss the, the, the weekly trip down to Blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was kind of like, right, you can get one video. Oh, do I get that or do I get that? Do, do I get do I get Terminator or the the cheap nasty ripoff called something similar but absolutely awful? And it's like oh, I don't know, that yeah, or something. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. I've just heard. Hang on, it. Uh, Yoda won't be making it today, unfortunately. So he's just oh, he's having a nightmare. Always fun. Uh, working when you don't want to. Um, on a Sunday. Yeah, on a Sunday as well. But yeah, apparently a, a copy of Back to the Future sealed went for $75,000. And, and to think that when I was a kid, I wanted to just open the VHSs and play them and not think to myself, huh, future me will appreciate you not doing this. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine it? Could you imagine? Okie doke. So here's one for you, Lut. So Happy birthday, Superman. Yes. It was Superman's 85th birthday, and he's still looking quite good. Um, you wrote this up, didn't you? I did, mate, yeah. Yeah, it's a us, good day for me. Yes, tell us tell us about it. Well, the old boy was 85, and as, uh, as we all know, he's the, he's the superhero that started it all. Without him, you'd have literally nothing, which, looking at the state of Marvel Phase 4 and Phase 5, <laughs> probably be a blessing in disguise, but... No, I mean, I don't. I think people are quick to shit on Superman. And go, oh, you know, his ideology is a bit dated now. Blah blah blah. Ironically, being at the same people that shit on him and say that his ideology is dated, at the same people that whined and moaned when uh, Zack Snyder upped the ante for Man of Steel. But don't get me started on that one. But you know, let's be honest. He started everything. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have superheroes. It's as plain and simple as that. So. You know, it's a yeah. big. I, I was kind of hoping James Gunn and, and and everyone else at DC had sort of got their act together a little bit more rather than just showing a picture of the front page of the script that he's apparently written. Would have been nice to get an announcement or at least you know some form of announcement of who they're casting. But of course, that's, yes, because that was the, that was that was the other news this week, wasn't it? That Superman Legacy is a go. Yes. Yeah. So well, the script's written. Uh, and okay. apparently he's gunned, apparently he's very happy with the people that he's lined up to to take over Superman from Henry Cavill. So we'll have to wait and see. But it would have been nice to get an announcement on Superman's birthday that this will be your new Superman in 2025. But this is DC we're talking about. So 
There you go. Uh, Superman and Batman going to the public domain. I think Superman is... Do they have to be 100 years to go into the public domain? I always thought it was less than that. I'm going to have a Hang little on, look old, for you, How old is Winnie the Pooh? Because he's just gone into the public domain. It's soon. Uh, 2013 and 2030s. Uh, so, it's, yeah, it's a, I was going to say, yeah, it's 100 years, because Winnie the Pooh was originally created in 1926. Oh, no, hang on, then. No, it's 1923. Yeah, 95 years before they go to the oh, okay. display. I uh, did that, mate. So, yeah, so we've got 10 more years before God knows what <laughs> happens to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to get horror Superman, uh, all sorts. Hopefully, by well, that time... The bubble will have burst and we'll just get back to normal storytelling, but who knows? Well, we know, I mean, let's be honest, we can't get any, well, we can get woke up, but hopefully by then, in 10 years' time, woke's died a slow and painful death that seems to be happening. And when Superman is over to the public domain, it will be proper good quality Superman stuff again. They don't cast someone like um, Billy Eisner. <laughs> 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 yeah, or that. Uh, who's that fat bird from that Star Wars we just watched on Mando? Oh, Easy. Lizzo. It Lizzo. Lizzo. Should be Superman. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, speaking of woke, oh, Disney Prime. Disney Pride is supposed to say, Alice, oh, I did this quick and I'm tired. Hang on, Disney. Just for degenerate night. Night for degenerate. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, they're having a pride night because, obviously, they're jumping completely on the bandwagon, the same bandwagon which is completely crippling them and losing them so much money. But also, Warner Brothers want to remake a lot of their classics, but with a more diverse cast. <laughs> I just, I, yes, I well, this is, this is Warner Brothers you're talking about. Yeah, well, he's, I, I combined the two. So there's Disney Pride Night and Warner Brothers are doing remakes as well. Yeah, well, the Warner one. Brothers are yeah, Warner's are approaching their hundredth year, yeah. and to celebrate, anyone with a bright with a brain would have picked their most popular one hundred films and maybe done a hundred classics over a hundred days. Yeah, across the world, and you could go to the cinema and see some classics on the big screen, probably for the first time. But no, that'd be far too sensible. So they're taking, I think it's eight, eight classics like Robin Hood, uh, A Star Is Born, the original, um, and they're basically remaking them with a diverse cast and a diverse and inclusive crew as well. So basically, anyone who's <laughs> anyone who's not white or heterosexual gets a stab at making it. But they're not remaking the whole film. Phil, they're making. Uh, oh, 20, just the, they combine the it famous like 20 minutes. Yeah, kind of like the, the best moments of the film type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I get. So, yeah, I so what see, a way to celebrate 100 years. I mean... I want to see The fun. Shining with Lizzo. <laughs> Trying to get through that door. He's got a lot of cheese. Oh, grief. I mean, again, it's just, like you say, there are so many unbelievably classic movies that Warner Brothers have got. A hundred is not even a stretch. And like yeah. I said, you see something like The Shining on the big screen or Superman again on the big screen and stuff like that. It'd be uh, unbelievable. You know, but you know no, what? they can't. Do you know what? They had Superman at my local cinema at the beginning of April on the big screen 
because it was the anniversary and I forgot all about it and I missed it. <laughs> and I was devastated. But you're saying the other day that they're showing aliens. It's Alien Day on Wednesday. Annoyingly, my local cinema's doing it and it said, when I looked on my app, it said um, Alien Extended Cut and it showed the whole week and I thought, I'm not working Friday. Oh, I could go on Friday, that'd be good. But it's on quite late. When I say quite late, how old am I? It's on at half past seven. So usually oh, I've got my dad. I've got my slippers and my slim smoking jacket on, and I'm ready for my cup of cocoa and ready for bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I did think if it was on during the day, I would have quite happily gone to see it. But I know by that time, if it's the extended cut as well, I'll be falling asleep at the end. I I was really excited about going to see it, and I text my mate Russ, who loves the Alien films. I was like, Aliens is out on Wednesday. Should we go and see it at the cinema? He's like, I don't like Aliens. I was like, what? I thought he was taking a piss. Apparently, <laughs> shamefully, he only likes Alien, which is fine. That's the best one of the bunch anyway. He only likes, and you're going to like this, Prometheus and Covenant. He doesn't like Aliens. <laughs> it's kind of like you get your phone and go, yeah, delete, contact, <laughs> block, contact. <laughs> Uh, oh, what happened to him? He's dead to me. He's dead. He's, I don't mind Prometheus and Covenant, but to say you don't like aliens, but you prefer them to, that was just that was a shit move. So I don't think I'm going to go and see it, mate, because I don't want to go on my own, like a baby. Oh, no, I'm, I'm quite happy to go on my own. I'm quite the, quite the loser. Uh, so, yeah, I'm quite, quite happy to go on my own. Um, right, yeah, so that's happening. So let's talk about something a bit more, because there's a few oh, hold on. pieces... Before you jump, so Big Gator just mentioned that National Treasure has been cancelled, yes, after one season. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought that? I, again, it's one of those things that you read the headline and sort of go, huh. Yeah. <laughs> what a shocker. Yeah. Let again. me guess, they cancelled it because of uh, white white supremacy wasn't tuned oh, yeah. into their And people like us. Crap. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, people like us who are obviously horrible racists and hate Nick Cage. And it's like, again, National Treasure, both the National Treasure movies, I think, are actually really decent movies. They're really very well written. There's okay. a good bit of creativity in them. And like I say, the way they're done, and, you know, with the Liberty Bell and all this kind of stuff, you're actually thinking, oh, that's actually quite, that's quite cleverly yeah. done. And then to just go and turn it into a TV series, which is just the in thing to do at the moment, again, it's just, it just... But just turning it into a TV show half the time just ruins things, and this is what it's what's happened with this. Yeah, take no Harry Potter and Twilight. Oh, oh speaking of which, we are going to get there. Hang on. So, oh, uh, no. yeah, there we go. So, Harry Potter and Twilight are both getting TV series. Mm. Apparently, the Harry Potters will go deeper into the book. Okay. Um, so they're going to be obviously the books made into the movie. It's very difficult to do it in you know hour and uh, a couple of hours, and so they're going to expand on them. So there might be like eight TV series, but I can't oh. see there being I can't see there being eight um, because I just again I can't see the first one getting past the gate because at the moment you I'm I'm very indifferent to Harry Potter. It's all right, you know I'll happily watch it this on. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a fan, but what you know, it's it's a decent set of books and stuff. But then you've got like people who are going, no, 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 you can't replace um, 
Daniel Radcliffe, I don't think of his name then. <laughs> you can't replace Daniel Radcliffe and everything else, blah, blah, blah. And then they got the other group of people saying, well, it's got Rowling involved, so I'm not going to be watching it either because she's a horrible, horrible person. And just, <laughs> again, you just... It, yeah, it's it's yeah, but crazy. All the, all the people threatening to boycott it are the same people that threatened to boycott the Hogwarts Legacy, and I think that's, <laughs> that just sold something like two billion copies or something. Absolutely obscene amount of copies. Of that's that is the great thing about activists <laughs> is they draw attention to something, and you go, "Oh, that game's out." Oh, oh yeah, no, I fancy that. <laughs> I have a slice of that. I love Harry Potter. I think the film. I, I always watch the films every Christmas. My youngest. He's 15 now, but we, we do like Harry Potter. There you go, 10 seasons not, already. There you go. I'm not... <laughs> I think it's too soon to, to revamp it or whatever word they yeah. want to use at the moment. But at the same time, I will watch it because I do enjoy the franchise. And secondly, I'll watch it just to piss off the trans lot. <laughs> um, I mean, again, I wonder if... if the, because then I suppose the problem is, is, is the way the movies worked with... Um, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint is you saw them grow up over a period and it kind of fitted the books mm. quite well. If you're going to have 10 seasons, you're going to have kids who are starting at, you know, what, 15, 16, and by the time they're finished, they're going to look like us. Well, <laughs> they don't look that bad. <laughs> well, they get, they, if they do it properly, like they did in the films and the books, obviously it's start of secondary school, so they'll be 11. Right, yeah. But, like Big Gate says, that's 10 seasons, so that's 10 years. They're going to be 21 by the time they're done playing 16, 17-year-olds. So, It'll be I like watching an episode of, um, oh, uh, like Beverly Hills 90210 or something like that, you know, where you got, or Greece. Greece is another great, great example of sort of like that guy's in high school. Yeah, I think he's a grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you watched that new, I don't even know what I'm going to ask this. Have you, you've heard about this new Greece show? Uh, the, well, what the show? Yeah, the Pink Ladies thing. Pink Ladies, yeah. Oh, not mate, even going to give it the time of day. Not even going to give it the time terrible. of day. Terrible. But the thing is, I mean, that's going to get cancelled after one. I mean, you've got it's nineteen fifties America. You've got mixed race relationships, gay relationships, a huge diverse crew of Pink Ladies and T-Birds. They're singing about <laughs> white supremacy. This is good. this isn't going to last more than a, more than one season. And whoever. Whoever greenlit this, this is from Paramount <laughs> as well, who've got some of the best shows on TV at the moment with Yellowstone and their spin-offs, Tulsa King, um, Mayor of Kingstown, yeah. uh, even Let the White One In. That's a terrific right. show. They've turned out that's okay. really good. Yellow Jackets, which I know you tried watching, you didn't really get into, but you must bear with that because I think it's really good. So okay. they, for me, Paramount have got some of the best TV going at the moment. And then they go, it's like, they're like, oh, hold on, these shows are too, these shows are yeah. too alpha. Let's just get these something too really good. mincy the, in there. The, yeah. These shows are too good. We need something to, cr to like, like balance this out, and we need something really crappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> Again, really crappy. It's, it kind of annoys me the way that they mess with history, because, I mean, we've had the whole argument about the whole um, Cleopatra thing. And, yep. you know, again, sort of, you know, blackwashing history and everything else. And I do think to myself, at the end of the day, let them do what they want. You know, well, they're destroying history anyway. You know, when we think of the movies that we used to watch and how they've revamped them and redone them and made them all crappy and everything else, it's kind of just let them destroy history. You know, it's got it... well. George oh, Orwell was right. Oh yeah, wasn't he just? 
Hang on a minute. Here we go. So, actually, there is a major adaptation problems with the movies. Dobby is introduced in the second movie and then doesn't appear until they pour a kill him off. He's a big part of the books. Yeah, that's true. Okay. He's the sock guy, isn't he? He's the little sock elf, yeah. Yeah. Harry um, Potter! Uh, and they are producing a new Kiefer Sutherland one, too. It looks good. What Kiefer oh, Sutherland one? And the the Keith of the Wand, yeah, that's the new one that's just out. Yeah, that's from Paramount yeah. as well, isn't it? So yeah, that's on my list. That's supposed to be all right. Um, destroying you know, history. Ten minutes of Pink Ladies. <gasps> John, what was it like? That's all I could take. I hope, <laughs> I hope you was on a promise, John. Because <laughs> um, I mean, are they making a new twenty-four? No, no, no. I don't think they are. There's a new one for, with them. Um, uh, what's his name, Keith the Sutherland, called Rabbit Hole, which has just Rabbit started Hole. on Paramount. Um, yeah. So he might be talking about that. But um, they're Pink Ladies. They were pink... in 24, didn't they? But... Do you know what? As we're talking about being on a promise and stuff, hang on, I'm going to add a banner here. He's going to go. Um, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> 10? Uh, three? <laughs> You've got, you got to put your socks back on. <laughs> right, so we're not that one. Uh, this one here. Ghosted Review which I watched last night. Now, yeah. I did <laughs> I did watch this because it had Anna de Animus in it um, and, and Chris Evans. I mean, it was pretty good cast. It's got Dexter Fletcher directing as well. I quite like Dexter Fletcher. Okay. Um, I'm just checking the... Oh, just checking the comments here a minute. Uh, Go on, sorry, I'll take time. So, Acid Twin said, uh, acting is tricky. We should be allowed... Do an all-white MK MLK film. Martin Luther King. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Doctor Martin Luther King. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they should be. Like I say, they should be totally allowed to race swap everyone. Um, <laughs> if we're if we're gonna do the race swapping thing. Um, but yeah, ghosted. So the story is um he's a lovable scamp who's very middle of the road, you know, nice guy and everything else. And he meets Anna Darmus and they end up having a wonderful day and, and having a relationship. And then she ghosts him. That's where the ghosted comes from. <laughs> he then... Hold on, question. Go is on. He, is it, does he slip her a limp on the first night? The first 24 hours, yes. Uh, oh, so, you know. I mean, to be fair, you look at both of them, of course it's going to happen, you know? <laughs> doesn't happen oh with people God, like yeah. us. <laughs> you know, if Chris, Evans, if Chris Evans chatted me up, I'd be like, <laughs> see what that Captain Especially America's after, all about. <laughs> Especially after he's just been signed out of Duarmas, I'd be like, yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, so many jokes. Right, anyway. Um, and so, but he finds he's left his inhaler in her bag and his inhaler's got a tracker on it and he finds she's gone to London. So... He goes to London to try and find her, right? If he didn't look like Chris Evans, he would be an evil stalker, all right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't travel halfway across the road to catch up with a girl. Anyway, she turns out to be an international spy, and basically they turn Captain America into a character which would have embarrassed Melissa McCarthy oh, throughout yeah. the whole film. It was just... Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Um, everybody was... All I kept thinking was, everybody's there for a paycheck. It's just literally, oh, we're going to be travelling to London and Paris and so-and-so. Do you want to go? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> got, got nothing else to do. Got nothing else yeah, to do, so I might as well. You know, so why has um, he got a tracker on his inhaler? 
Oh, there is an explanation. Oh, it's because he's such a lovable loser. At the beginning, he's running a little market stall, and he's such a lovable loser, he can't even track where he's put his money box for change, which is literally sort of like two feet there. So he uses his yeah. phone to track it. And it's just, again, it's just one of those so, films where it's, nobody has put any thought or effort into it. It's just literally those two. And then the weird thing is, these romantic comedies, you always kind of play off the like whole chemistry of them. The first two acts of the movie, they absolutely hate each other, <laughs> apart from after the you know the first sort of meeting and everything else. When you know, even then, when they first meet, they don't actually like each other. It was just, it was bloody awful. It looks terrible. It does look terrible, and the Armus is an absolute weapon. But even I was like, I'm not watching that shit. I, like I say, I I was I was intrigued, but it was a waste of time, an utter waste of time. It sounds dumb, yeah, no, dumb doesn't even cover it. It was it was awful, and to see Captain America just, oh god, it was horrible. And as I said it on Twitter, it was a real shame because Anna de Armas in quite a few scenes looked quite frumpy, and I kept looking and thinking, how do you do that? How do you make her? not look very attractive at the end of the film she dresses up in this dress and she walks into this thing and again she looks quite beautiful and whatnot and blah 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 and but with it she walked in and i was just kind of eh. you really? know it, it's not like uh the dress she wore in no time to die where you are sat there going <laughs> uh, yeah. it, oh, it was it was a waste an absolute waste have they made her look frumpy i mean i would literally let her give me aids <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to something else. Let's move on to the end of Mandalorian Season 3. Now, the the last two episodes were okay, but I suppose maybe mildly above okay, but okay. But ultimately, this series has been a complete and utter letdown. Mm. Yeah, what have they done? They go from the the highs of introducing Luke Skywalker, where everyone was losing. Even my wife. I mean, I've got you know, I've got four sons, right? So Sarah, as as she's sort of been over the years, been forced to like Star Wars. (laughs) To like Star Wars, yeah. And I remember when when the whole Luke, because my son Jake had already seen it. And he says, you need to stop what you're doing and go and watch Mando, the last one. I was like, right, fine. So we sat down. My wife was in the kitchen. She was cooking or something. And then she heard something going on. It was the music and the the um, the noises of the force. And she came in with a glass of wine and she went, sat down and she went, is this going to be Luke Skywalker? <laughs> and I was like, you've managed to capture the hearts and imaginations of a 46-year-old housewife who's sort of been forced into liking Star Wars over the last 30-odd years. And she loved it. And then you've basically taken that thrown it all away. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I, just, I can't understand. Usually, this is a really weird one, but I usually think the third series or something is generally the best one. I yeah. still remember the original, like, Alias with Jennifer Garner, and the third season was, oh, it's fantastic. And yes. a, a lot of season threes are quite good. So I was kind of quite optimistic about this, but it was the fact of setting up Baby Yoda was going to be back. Or Grogu's going to be back, Baby Yoda. Old am I. Um, Grogu's going to be back because of the ship they built with the dome. And you're thinking, yeah. gosh, what's the dome for? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just with all of all of the adventures with this, there's no kind of just 
there's no edge to them. There's just, oh, it was so flat. The whole thing was just so flat. And then this last episode was pretty decent. However, the last 10 minutes were just cringe. Cringe. Oh, I I couldn't. So many people have said to me, right, why, if he's got his own homestead and there's nobody around, does he still have to wear his helmet around his son? Surely he could put on some... Baby Yoda's not allowed to see his face anymore, is he? Because he's been re-washed in the waters of Mandalore or something. That's that's pretty The way it ended as well with that that circle going in the Baby Yoda with the frog. (laughs) Oh, yeah, again, again. I was exactly the same. And I was like, seriously? And I just, you know, the end of season two was the best thing Disney have done Star Wars wise out of everything, oh, mate, bringing Luke back. Fucking magical. Yeah, it yeah it was. And then now it's just like I said, with I think halfway through the season of of um, Mando, I was just kind of I'm watching it because I have to review it. That's the only reason, mm. you know. And other than that, me and you we disagreed on a few episodes, didn't we? Yeah. You, to you which sort of in, gave in, most in, of them all ones and twos. So I thought actually that was pretty good. I would have given that a four, but then. Um, I think my interest just towards the end of it, Phil, I just got to the point where I was just like, I'm yeah, just, I don't I'm care. Not, oh, what am I, doing? I don't give a shit anymore. I really, yeah, I just I'm generally not, don't care. I'm not interested. Baby Yoda, who's basically, you know, at first he was like, yeah, look, they're not using CGI. This is great. This is, you know, I like it, a bit of old school. And then he got to the point where he's literally just fucking throwing this doll around the set and you're meant to think he's using a fool. So then you've got these, those three red guards that have basically just destroyed that other Mandalorian with the big Tommy gun, and and, and they basically held their own against the two Jedi in Ruin Johnson's monstrosity of a movie. And yet they can't get this stupid little green thing that's hovering about five foot above them. Again, it's one of those scenes. That's a scene that works in Tom and Jerry. Brilliant. But for Star Wars, no. It just, like you say, it was was ridiculous. It was... Oh, it was bad. It, it was, was bad. terrible. And as the twin said, it's uh, how poorly directed Mando was. Yeah, it was awful. It was like yeah, amateur yeah. hour. And you yeah. put you put a tweet up, didn't you? Sort of having a moan at uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. God, and the dear. the people were getting on your case about it on Twitter. Like Carrie on writes this is fucking Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> wow. I mean, again, it was it was unbelievable. Her her. Her direction has been good in the past. She has done some good episodes. I'm not it's taking that away right. from her. It's been, you know, it's been, it, I mean, compared to the rest of Dizzy stuff, it's been all right. But that episode with Lizzo, and it was like, oh, it's not her direction or this line. It's like, she signed off on that story. She had to do yeah. Lizzo and everybody else and whatnot. And it was just, it was, it was atrocious. And then what was really funny was, I don't follow her on Twitter, but, her name came up um, and I was trending and I clicked on it and then it had her and I clicked on her and she said, oh, thank you to everybody for the the last episode we did of Amanda, blah, blah, blah. And I read the comments and all of them were just bots saying, oh, it was such a great episode. Yeah. Isn't the best episode of all this? And I'm going, yeah, yeah. none of those people are real. Nobody on planet Earth it, it, with any level of intelligence thought that that was a good ending or a good, no. good episode. It was a terrible. So, I mean, overall... Like I say, they, it's had a couple of decent moments. I'm not denying that. But overall, Mando Season 3 was a real letdown. Real letdown. I've got to be honest. I'll tell you where I am with Star Wars. I, Mando was the last 
glimmer of hope I had for that franchise because seasons one and two were so good. Yeah. It, I, I didn't mind Andor. I quite liked Andor, but I think with Andor, you could have put that in any any franchise in any world and it, it wouldn't have mattered. It, it was I am going to give me Star Wars. I am going to give Andor another, another go. Um, cause I know, know what to expect. Like I say, I didn't yeah. get it that first time around, but I'm going to give it another go. I liked it, but it wasn't this. It didn't have to have Star Wars attached to it. It could have been anything. Yeah. So, but Mando for me was the last glimmer of hope I had for this franchise. And then I've got through season three, Kennedy's still on board. We're getting three new films with Ray Palpatine. We've got the Acolyte, which I think is, is black woman-led because she's black and she's a woman. You've got Ahsoka, which, again, women power. And I'm like, Do you know what? I'm done. I'm literally – I'm not going to watch any more Star Wars. I'm done with it. I'm checking out. You've done it. You let's, took that last glimmer of hope and you threw it in my face. Let's move on to then – Apparently, Daisy Ridley is back for Star Wars. There's an image going around circulating of her, or Ray Palpatine, never going to say Skywalker, Ray Palpatine pregnant. And the, yeah. the, the rumours are that she gives birth to twins and calls them Luke and Leia. Uh, no, sorry. Stop being a misogynist. Leia is born first and then Luke second. Obviously. So it's yeah. Leah and Luke now, or Leah and Luke. But again, it's just, firstly, we don't blame you, John. I checked out with this after Obi-Wan was terrible. Uh, yeah. Terrible program. Terrible dude. But again, they want to set up Ray now as rebuilding the Jedi Order, which, according to the books and the canon, was all Luke. But they've obviously yep. killed Luke off now, so it's all down to this woman, this Mary Sue, to do. And it's just, it's the final nail in the coffin. And it, what yep. gets me is, I think it was the critical drinker who said, Einstein said that uh, madness is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And it's like, right, so you've brought back Ray, who literally killed the franchise, and you've brought her back. To save it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you brought back a character that everyone can't stand unless you're some yeah. sort of soy boy who doesn't know what gender they are. They're the only Lit- literally that. turned away half, more than half of the fans, oh, yeah. and you're bringing her back. Oh, it's just it's crazy. Do you know what? Um, I, I was talking to Yoda yesterday because we done a Picard video. And I said to him, I don't think this Star Wars is going to happen. No. Sorry, just because to mention no, John's comment. There's no interest. So just to mention John's comment there quickly. Kennedy is about to be fired up according to Doomcock. Lol, this is sick. Yeah. That's any, day now, any day now. Any day now, John. <laughs> Again, I kind of stopped following Doomcock now because I do... Firstly, I kind of hated the fact that he, he, he just hated Star Trek, no matter what. And that Picard, which we will come on to, was actually quite decent. Um, but he was like, no, it's crap. I'm not watching it and everything else. And it, I kind of hate people who have got their head buried in their sand and can't have their opinions changed. But also, like I say, he's been talking about Kennedy being fired for ages, but she just seems to get promoted. She'll be in charge yeah, of Disney know. at some point. She'll be, you know, above Bob Iger. I just, I generally don't know what more has to happen for her to lose her job. I, right. 
Just, well, just, I tell you what, I said to Yodi yesterday, I think that Indiana Jones 5 is going to be... It's, it's going to be... It's either going to make or break her. Yeah. It, it, because it, if it fails, so to speak, if people have been turned off from Star Wars, if people turn away from Indiana Jones, I know people moan about the Crystal Skull, but we still talk very fondly of the original trilogy. Oh, absolutely. Indiana if Jones is a perfect these, trilogy. Yes. And if any of these rumours are true about Indiana Jones 5, then I think that's I think they, they can't ignore the issue anymore. If she kills Indiana Jones as well as, Star, as she's killed Star Trek, she's got to be out on her ear. She's got to Star be. Wars. Star Wars. You said Trek. Star Wars, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I too, did, many, too, I many stars, too many stars. Too many stars. Um, and can I just say about Big Gator saying he's got to eat, I don't blame the actors. No, I said this in my article. He was done dirty by, by Disney and Star Wars. Absolutely. He, he has been he, very vocal about that as well. He has done dirty. I would like to see him stand by his principles and go, nope, you fucked me over the last time. I'm not going to, I'm not coming back. But, you know, when they're wafting probably a few million quid in his face and and they might promise to say to him, look, we're going to right the wrongs and, and give Finn a proper storyline. Give him force powers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Any actor's going to go, do you know what, I will do. So I don't blame him if he does come back. Personally, I'd like him to stick to his guns, but... I, again, I feel sorry for him because he is a wasted talent. The guy is a great actor. John Boyega is a is a. And I've seen yeah. him in other stuff, and he's really good. And then to have his character just completely pushed aside for the whole feminism thing is horrible. Um, it's horrible. Uh, here we go. Look, true or not about Indiana Jones five? Do not give money. Yeah, no, neither do I. Uh, I don't. I don't give him any money. I cancelled my subscription TV, long ago. I don't know where I watch them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about something a bit more positive then. Uh, so, first of all, we are going to say there is going to be spoilers if you haven't seen the season. But I know that you and Yoda have done a video, which you can find on our channel, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Um, but I have just finished... Picard season three, because I heard it was good. It took me four days whilst working full time to finish it. That's how dedicated I was. <laughs> but conversely, I enjoyed every minute of it. It was so well done. It was so well written. Each episode was nicely paced. It left on a cliffhanger. You were invested in all of the characters. It kind of had the strong female characters in there, but it didn't force it down your throat because you know, like seven or nine and all that kind of thing, a, a, you know, a, a strong, great characters. Anyway, Geordie's daughters, I thought again, were very nicely done because really? it wasn't just that they were Mary Sue's. They always put the um, emphasis back on that. It's, it's um, what's it called? Geordie's uh, daughters, so they yeah. got it from Geordie, but then they were still strong and independent, which is, you know, it's it's perfectly okay to do that. The the overall series was masterclass, masterclass. masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, it was, and I was. We've done. Me and Yoda did. I think we watched the first episode and we discussed it because we've done. We we reviewed seasons one and two and we were disgusted by them. So we we reviewed. Episode one I, I, I get I gave up in season one after like one or two episodes, I think. It was it was awful. It was the worst TV, some of the worst TV I've ever seen. And the fact that it was Picard and all the characters around it, it was a disgrace. 
And I said, this, what me and Yoda did yesterday is we've done, we ended up talking for another two hours, but Yoda's going to cut it up and we reviewed the whole season. Okay. So that's going to be available later this week, week after. Um, but season three was excellent. And I was very sceptical at the beginning. Yoda kind of, I'm going to put words into his mouth though. He kind of, I kind of felt Yoda was all on board after about two episodes. I was a little yeah. bit more hesitant because I was like, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too far and too far invested in these characters just to receive, you know, a left-right hook combination to the face and then go, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but as the season went on, I actually found myself, I would, I would, I would watch it in the morning before I started work, even though I'd be really busy, <laughs> I'd do that. And I got to the last, the last episode, and I'll tell you what, I said this to you yesterday, I actually, for the first time in a long, long time, I felt on edge about for every for the result of every character. Yeah. And I was sitting and I was thinking, please don't kill anyone off. You know, <laughs> let them all make it. And when Riker said goodbye to Troy, I was like, oh, please don't kill Riker. This is like this. Is... And and as I'm watching this, and I, I, there was like a massive sense of relief when they all survived after. They put a nice wrap bow around yeah. it and everything else. I was like... Do you know what? That was the first time that I've actually given a shit about any characters in any TV series for probably a decade. Yeah. I was um, honestly on the edge of my seat watching it going, please don't die. Please. I, I kept thinking, go out. are they actually going to kill anybody off? Because, again, it would be a massive blow if they did. And like you say, you're actually on like, – I've said in the Mando that when it's kind of like in the Mando, there was a bit, one bit where they were in a in a – uh, space battle and you've got Manda or you've got Din and Grogu in the same ship and you're thinking eh, they'll be fine I think it was in Family Guy yeah. in um, The Empire Strikes Back and he goes we've got seven or eight major characters on this ship we're going to be fine you know whereas <laughs> it, in, in this in this Picard season three you were genuinely thinking oh grief this is um, oh you know I'm not sure and then again spoilers I like the character Shaw uh, the captain of the of the Titan. Yeah, he was I, he was so good. Uh, but when they killed him off, I thought, oh, oh, I'm gonna win it because are they gonna do it to anybody else now? And like even the whole thing, I'm not a huge fan of the Next Generation. I've seen episodes and I know about it, but I'm not. I can't say I'm a huge fan. I do I do enjoy him, but the whole thing with Data and Law, I didn't really know who Law was. I don't think I've ever seen the episode. Oh, okay. But I obviously understood exactly what was going on, and again, I was thinking they're not—they're not actually going to kill him off, are they? That's, oh man, like you know, and, and like you say, you were actually on the edge of your seat and investing in the characters, like I say, in a way that I haven't for a, for a long time. It was—it was awesome, and you know, me and Yoda, we did have a little bit of a nitpick yesterday, but that was just being ardent fans of Star Trek for forty odd years. I mean, if I was, I was going to say, if I was being super picky about it, I did think it was a bit, I don't want to say redundant, but bringing the Borg back was a bit sort of in the same way that Doctor Who kept bringing the Daleks back. I understand why they did it and it was good and it was still well done, but I did think, and the other bit that annoyed me a little bit is when the Enterprise is in that Borg cube, they didn't fly it out. But I kept thinking they can't do that because it's going to be too Return of the Jedi, <laughs> you know, yeah, with the Millennium Falcon. And, and I was kind of waiting for it to fly up and, you know, and with the explosion, I was like, ah, no, but I understand why they didn't do it. Like I say, you know, you can't, you can't, um, you can't quite get away with it. 
uh, like that. I loved it. We got some comics caning in here, man. So, Riker was great this season, as John said. Um, Brilliant. Get your said. Riker. Uh, uh, I'll tell good. you what, Riker was really good. Do you know who's the standout for me was um, Geordie Lafourche. I yes. thought he was, yeah. and he's acting by uh, Levar. He's Levar Burton. Levar Burton. Yeah. 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 When when they first found out that the Borg had basically used nanotech and the transporters to take over their young, he's reacting yeah. to instantly go to his girls. And what I really liked about it is that. He was I've got to go and get my girls. And Data said, there's nothing you can do. We have to do this, you know, it, it works this effect. You know, we've got to do it logically. And I liked how, I know it's only acting, but he was so good at it. He, he went from mm. panicked father to he managed to put it back in and become like the consummate professional. And he knew that he yeah. was only going to get them back if he remained calm and do what he was trained. And I just thought, fucking hats off, LeVar Burton, because you were, you were the standout for me. Thank you very much, John. Look at this, look. Get in, John. Thank you. Hooray! We can have food this week. <laughs> we, we can afford. We can afford Yoda's bail. Um, <laughs> um, but like I say, there was there was a few minor elements. Like I say, being super picky. But overall, I was completely vested in the characters, the way they played it out, and the way they brought the characters in. So it wasn't just all of them starting off in one go that Geordie didn't come into like episode four or five type of thing. Yeah. And again, it was just, it was just damn fine TV. I kept thinking in my head, I didn't say this on, um, on Twitter, but I kept thinking this is the best star Wars since the Orville star Trek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> This is the best Star Trek since the Orville. And like I say, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I've missed episodes, seasons one and two, but season three was just, it was a perfect tribute to what Star Wars fans wanted. It was great. It was, it was brilliant. Don't watch season one and two. Season one and two for me and Yoda, obviously Trek is, is the equivalent of Boba Fett for you. Oh, Boba Fett for you. It's that bad. Acid Twin says it wasn't for Yoda's episode nine of you made him watch it. So yeah, cool man. Yeah, um, yeah, Byron was great. Um, he was. Byron like was I say, great. all of them were were fantastic. They like I say, it was a great, it was a really really good series. Um, hang on, we've done that. We've done that. Right. So carrying on with Star Trek, then, and this is one for all the all the lads out there, <laughs> all five of us, seven of us. <laughs> But we are now talking about the women of Star Trek. Oh. Uh, here we go. Look, see how professional we are. Look, ready? <laughs> hey, look at this. Eki built this, and I'm guys. just doing the token side. But yeah, so in the first, in the first original Star Wars, we're only picking out the main ones. We will be giving honourable mentions later, so please, please bear with us. But um, yes, what I've done here, Phil, is I've just chosen the characters that were. On recurring episodes, yeah, um, and obviously you'll find that a couple of these act actresses would appear in as different characters, either in the same season or in Next Generation, etc. But I mean, there there is there's so many, especially in the original the original series where it was obviously it was set in the sixties, so it was you know ninety nine percent men with a couple of women characters scattered throughout. There was a lot of a lot of the women involved in the original series were. Sort of just one-offs where Kirk would go yeah. down, save the planet, <laughs> give him a shag, yeah, piss right. off again. 
So there are some absolutely stunning women in the original series, but they were literally there for one episode. So that's why I've not included them. So I've just included the regular characters. The main characters. For that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Ahura, back in the day, was a stone-cold fox. Oh, she's the one that started it. Oh, yeah, absolute weapon. Stone-cold fox. And... Again, the empowerment that she gave to women without being a Mary Sue was yep. fantastic. You know, so, like I say, she well. was. Yeah, you know, it was it was fantastic. I, I kind of remember Yeoman Rand uh, and Nurse Chapel. Who played Doctor Jones? Mul- is it right. Doctor Mul- Mulhall? No, she she played two characters. She played Doctor Jones and Doctor ah, Mulhall. Okay. So that's why there's there's a double name there. So she played two characters, and you'll see her later. Nurse Chapel, um, she was Bones's right hand woman, I suppose you could call her. Oh, she was okay. in love, secretly in love with Spock. Right. Okay. Um, and Yeoman Rand would always appear in in episodes as just sort of a a kind of a minor character, but like a regular minor character. And then she, Yeoman Rand, even made it all the way to uh, one of the the original movies. I think she was in Star Trek. I think she's in like Star Trek Four. Anyway, okay. so so she her longevity as a character throughout lasted a really long time. Hang on, I'm just trying to find who played. Because um, she looks really familiar, Doctor Jones. Um, very famous actress, actually. <laughs> Getting a wet wipe ready. Yes, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to do that on the live stream. We'll get kicked off. Um, Diane Mulder. I've seen her in something, and I can't for the life of me think of what it is. Um, she was in. She played a doctor in The Next Generation as well. Might have been that then. But she's sort of one uh, of those older actresses that, like I say, I just I can't. I can't play. Stunningly her. beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I need to open my window. My wife's put a bloody heating on because she needs to dry her washing. She's been raining all day. <laughs> there we go. Hang on, we're getting we're getting to the to the later ones. Okay, so that's the original series, um, and then the next generation. I'm going to move that up so we can see everybody there. So there the she is, Doctor Paul, Paul, Paul. I can't say it. Paul, Paul Saki Pulaski. Doctor Pulaski. That's the that's, that's the same. That's actress. the same woman. That's why I recognise her. That's why I recognise her. And you so see got... the one next to her? Yeah. I can't say Troy Lewak. That is Nurse <laughs> Ah, OK. OK, so, so they've brought them back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we've got um, Deanna Troy, very hot. I, I, th- I think it's the accent with her, very hot. Beverly well, Crusher. as well. Yeah, I know, that's what I mean. Um, I, think from, I think she's originally from Clapham, of all places, which is a shithole. <laughs> she actually speaks. She actually speaks like me in real life. <laughs> I know, yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, follow your dreams, everybody. You can get out of the car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Beverly Crusher. We got Guinan. Now, see Tashi. Yeah. Now, you you might be able to answer this. Yeah. Why did you put Guinan in there? Representation. <laughs> uh, diversity. <laughs> Because I did hear... the character, listen, each to their own. Some people might find Whoopi Goldberg attractive. I think, uh, what's his name? Ted Danson certainly did. I I, I do think that um, Whoopi Goldberg was going to get married to um, Peter Cushing, so she was going to be called Whoopi Cushing. Uh, 
Sorry. <laughs> what, now, Tashi Yar. Yes. I, again, because I don't know about this, but what happened to her character? Because it's very unusual to kill a character off, kind of. She wanted you out. Know. Oh, really? She went. Star Trek Next Generation season one was it was dying on its ass, to be honest with you, and it wasn't good. Right. Um, and she had a gripe that most of her screen time, which is a shame because she was a great character, and you know, especially this day and age, we're talking about strong, powerful, physically strong women. Yeah. You know, she was basically what she was in Wolf's role originally. She was tactical oh, okay. and security. But her gripe was is where the camera's always focused on mainly Picard, Riker and Troy, you only ever got to see her legs. <laughs> okay. And she wanted out after the first season because ratings were poor. It wasn't known if, if the um, show was going to survive after season one. Uh, and she wanted so she, out. She kind of wanted to do what Uhura wanted to do in the first season of the, the, the original yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, they did it. And- <laughs> What what a terrible career move! Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's kind of weird how she ended up getting killed off, where she could have sort of said, "Well, leave it open," <laughs> unless, of course, yeah. she burnt her bridges, <laughs> like what's well, his name, Joey, did, like back? Joey did in Friends when he had to go at all the writers, <laughs> and then he fell down <laughs> the elevator shaft. <laughs> <laughs> she did um, come back. She came back as I think she came back as. She came back as a Romulan. Oh, okay. still, I don't know. I don't think she was a clone. I don't know. She came back as a Romulan, and she also came back as her main character, where there was a deviation on the timelines. Oh, okay. And they sort of they ended up on like an alternate reality that they didn't they wasn't aware of apart from Guinan. And so she came back as a tactical officer then, but then they killed her again anyway. I've got to agree with. Um, sorry, where is it? Yeah, Ro Loren, oh, beautiful. Uh, oh, really? She, oh, yeah. God, gee, she's just my type. She is. God, dear. Even that little thing wow. in the forehead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you would have been more of a Beverly Crusher kind of guy because you like um, – who's that ginger bird you like? Oh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, dude, no, don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I prefer darker, but like I say, just, oh. yeah, Ro Loren, she's – yeah, she's a real beauty. So let's move on then to – Deep Space oh, Nine. She came back as Romulan Sella, the, the daughter of Tashiar. There you go. So she came back as her own daughter. It was half Romulan. Thank you, Joseph. So then Deep Space Nine. Now, funny enough, the other day, Dax, I saw her in, I think it was Hellraiser 3. Because I'd watched the original Hellraiser, so I watched the second one, and I watched the third one. And she plays the main character in this third one. And I kept looking at her and thinking, she is stunningly beautiful. She is absolutely gorgeous. And it was only when I looked her up, I was like, oh, of course, that's where I've seen her from. Um, Which I forget Dax? the actress. You Jad Steer da- or Ezra? Dax. Dax. Jad Steer, Dax. Yeah. She, uh, she is just, she is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, so, and so again, just go through the characters on this. Who are these? Right. So Kira is a Bajorn. And they were quite a deeply religious race who got enslaved by the Cardassians. So she was quite a feisty character who mellowed out over the season. Um, but again, a lovely, good-looking woman, great racker yeah. as well. Let's be brutally honest about it. Jadzia <laughs> Dax is an absolute. So oh, she's stunning even now. I mean, even now oh, she's yeah. probably not much older than me. She's gorgeous. Um, and her character actually got 
killed but was brought back as Esri Dax, or who's below her, as you can see on that Oh, list. okay. Because they, they have the, oh, what's the name of their characters? It's so annoying because I do all this, and I'm like, right, that's blah, blah. And when we're live, I'm like, I forget it all. And then you get so on the live have... stream, you get on the live stream, and your brain goes, what? <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Exactly Never that. heard of it. So, <laughs> Jazdy, Dax, and Ezri's act—they're kind of the same person. Um, okay. They have like a symbiont that lives inside that lives inside them. That's really like hundreds of years old, and they basically enter a new body and they sort of right. they merge. Oh, okay. Uh, there we go. Somebody said a trill symbiote. Trill. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank it's you. It's a good job we got people watching this. Mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd look right, uh, we'd look right, otherwise. <laughs> so that's a, and, and Jad's dear was um, married to Wolf. Oh, okay. So she was married to Wolf, um, and Cassidy Yates, you'll know, who was who ended up being Cisco's wife. She's in the Orville. She's the Doctor on the Orville. That do you know what I was just looking at her and thinking I do recognise her. Uh, right, okay, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And yes, who's yes. Lita? She was like um like a barmaid on DS9, and she was a bit flighty. And but again, she was she was in it very, regularly. She was very beautiful. cute. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah, very very cute. John John says it's all about Lita. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, like I say, she's she's very cute. Okay, so moving on then again, Voyager, Ugh, Janeway. <laughs> Janeway, I tell you what, she's underrated, man. Ugh, uh, no, I like the whole powerful women thing, but uh, I mean, I'm sorry, out of that lot, it's seven or nine, easily. Oh, seven nine hats. She's like my ultimate Star Trek girl. She's just the fucking best. Like, hang on, absolutely I'm faultless. Look at that. I'm just going to, hang on. Mom's wife, yes. I'm just going to find the image that you put up <laughs> of her. Uh, oh, would you call now? Would you Adam and Eve it? Um, no, I can't, I can't find it now. But the image you put up of her, I mean, Jerry Ryan is absolutely oh, gorgeous. I mean, it's yeah. just so stunning. Even with that eye thing over and everything else, I'd still be up for that. Oh, mate, without a doubt. There's not a doubt. Yeah, thank you, Acid Twin. Janeway had a headmistress thing going. Yeah, she was a bit... She'd be a bit of a sort, old Janeway. She's underappreciated. Nah, nah. I'm not into the whole headmistress thing. Um, yeah, too right. But, yeah, and she was a great actress, but... Oh, yeah. Seven of nine. Oh, my God, that woman. Fucking hell. She could assimilate me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, who are the other two then? Kez and Torres. Who were they? Kez, uh, she was. I think she was in the pilot. Actually, she is a, a character who was with. Um, she's only. I think her character's only about four, but they age really quickly. I think they age like five or six times times quicker than us. Right. Um, That's handy, got, actually. Not bad. Well, especially yeah. if you're a paedophile. No, no, no. I'm just thinking, look, when she's a teenager, you get with her, but then, like, in 20 years' time, she's dead. You get a new one. Happy days. Happy days, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kez, Kez was with Neelix, who was this horrible little... little two Ferengi. No, he wasn't. He oh. was just he was his own little species, because Voyager was... Uh, in the Delta Quadrant, which was like billions of miles away. So okay. he was his own little species. But, yeah, so he was having a slice of Kez, even though she was only actually about four years old. 
Um, but they, she ended up getting some superpowers and then leaving, and I think she come mm. back and help them get back to the Alpha Quadrant. But I think in real life she's a proper lunatic now. I think she's, like, proper mental. Oh, okay. Somebody's yeah, just sad. made a comment. Somebody just made a comment here. Uh, none, all of the Voyager women are psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, what about um, Torres? Who is she? She was half Klingon. And uh, she half was Wales. part of, She was part of the, um, like, a, what's they called? Who Roe was with? Well, come on, come on, Joseph, help me out here, man. I'm struggling. I haven't got my, I haven't got my backup statue. Uh, no, that was part of, like, a pirate group. who was a like, lot Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, there, the Marquee. Thank you, mate. Part of the Marquee. And then the Marquee and Voyager got pushed over to Delta Quadrant, so they had no choice but to sort of team up, put their differences aside, uh, and then sort of get on board with the whole Starfleet protocol and, and go from there. Is it, is it a bit weird to say that I wouldn't mind getting off with Tories just to sort of like feel her forehead? <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's half Klingon, mate. She'll probably ride you like the wind. <laughs> it just, I don't know. Like I say, it's just that forehead's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a turn on or not. It's weird. <laughs> it's not weird, is it? Yes, Phil, it is. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> extremely weird, mate. Only two here. Uh, Star Trek Enterprise. That was the one with um, Scott Bakula, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Hoshi Sato. Hoshi yep. Sato and T'Pol. Again, very, very tough choice because they're both unbelievably hot women. Yeah, they're amazing. To Paul, Jesus, body on that. Fucking unbelievable. And that Sato would have to... Was, 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 was I was going to say, that would be one of those... <laughs> that was that would be one of those... See, I like Soto and I like to Paul. Give me some oil and let's see what goes on here. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, cool. Yeah, very, very, very nice. Um, so then yes. on to honourable mentions. Right now, We've these got... are these are famous actresses that have appeared in Star Trek over the years. Some of them, like Rebecca Romlin, I can't say her name. She's in Strange yeah. New Worlds. Um, okay. So some of them have recurring characters. Some of them were just in the films. Um, like yeah, Priscilla Kambata. Again, it, I saw recently, I want to say it was um, Mega Force, and it had her in it, but with hair. And I kept looking at her thinking, gosh, she's really beautiful. Where have I seen her before? And oh, then when yeah. I looked it up, it's like, ah, I don't recognize it with her hair on. <laughs> yeah. Well, she actually shaved that. She shaved her head for that, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, that, wasn't it's a, such a... that wasn't a cap. Yeah, there yes, you go with that. You're right, Ashley Twin. She. Yeah. No hair, and looked utterly stunning. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, um, yeah, she was. She was very beautiful. You got Kirsty Alley, who you know back again, back in the day, was was stunning. I've never found King Control all that hot, but no. as a Vulcan, as a Vulcan, mm. <laughs> yeah, it would. You know, it would. You got those ears to hang on to. The woman on the if you go back up, Phil, Julia, Namia, Namia, yeah. Um, that's Catwoman at the uh, Batman. Judy Newmar. Judy Newmar. Oh, that's how you say it, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I didn't recognise her from that, but I recognise her from Adam West talking about her, I think. Um, there is only one Batwoman, and that's Eartha Kitt 
Junie Newmar and somebody Merriweather, I think it was. Um, no, you got a fan oh, so, so Joseph, Joseph would go. Yeah, Kim Cattrall is hotter as a Vulcan, definitely. Yeah, as absolutely. opposed to playing a an aging cougar slut in Sex in the Cities. Yeah. Uh, and for, for a wife, <laughs> Big Gator would choose Robin Leffler, who is was that actually? Yeah, that was actually Judd's character. Okay, there you go. So again, Famke Jensen is yeah, again a oh, very beautiful woman. I I yes, still love her character in Goldeneye. She was she was great in that. Um, yeah, what was she called in that? She was called something absolutely ridiculous, right? She like hits on the top or something. something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember now, but yeah. Um, if it, if you know in there, what was what was Famke Jensen's character in Goldeneye? It was um, on the top. I'm sure it was on a, on the top. Yeah, Ashley Judd. Um, oh, yeah. Terry Hatcher again. Terry Hatcher back in the day. My goodness, just yeah, what a stunning. It's a shame that Ashley Judd was stunning. She's still beautiful now. She's just a fucking yeah. lunatic. See, with Zoe Sal- Saldana, that's a nice photo of her on the top. Yeah, mm. thank you, Joseph. On the top, um, <laughs> on the top, <laughs> got it on the brain now. <laughs> um, on the top, Saldana. Zoe, but Zoe Saldana, I've always found it is just her characters are always just like off putting. And angry at everything, and you know, like Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's when she smiles, she's lovely, but she rarely plays a character like that. And so it's always just got a bit of a turn off, really. Yeah, she she's stunningly beautiful. <laughs> I like the way I'm talking, like it actually might happen. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, know, you, you never know. In the middle of Somerset, <laughs> she she might just come down and sort of say, "I'm looking for a failed video producer to uh, fall in love with." <laughs> So, so next time you see her in the show and she's all flighty and laughing and smiling, you go, I did that. Yeah, that was, that was all me, baby. <laughs> um, Alice Eve, again, stunning. Very, very beautiful. Oh, um, mate, my cup of tea. I like tall blondes, so she's absolutely there for me. And again, Michelle Yeoh, even today, is still a very, yeah. very good-looking woman. Um, he likes very submissive women. Who, me? No, I'm not bothered. I'm just happy to be around a woman. Uh, I don't <laughs> care what they are. <laughs> You're just happy to get your end away once in a while. <laughs> um, oh, and, and, and that's it. So, right, okay, over that, it's going to be difficult to do this now, but you've got to pick one that you've got to go on Starship Adventures with. Who are you going with? Okay, let's go. Who's in the, like, go Asi Twin, and you answer first because you're the first name I saw. You've got one yeah, go to on. pick. Acid. Which one? You, you're allowed to pick one, and and like I say, it's just you and the Enterprise off on adventures. Who would a you pick? adventure. <laughs> and then you've got Joseph, and who else is in there? John. Yeah, Joseph, Joe, John, Come Big Gator. Who's your one pick? I, I, do you know what? It's weird. I don't know. And I, 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 this is going to sound so sad me saying this, but. I don't know what their personalities are like. Uh, I just don't want to go on looks. Because if you've got to spend five years with them on a ship, you want to get somebody you want to get on with, you know? Um, right. Acid Twins being clever, look. He's, got, he's going for Dax. Was a generations of experience. Yeah, but you imagine <laughs> just be fucking talking about all their past lives. I'd be like, oh. just Yeah, it gives out. you something to talk about afterwards. It's pillow talk. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Joseph's going to go for Ro Lauren. Do you know what? I'm. 
<laughs> I, I'm very much on Josie's side there. That, like I say, that um, yeah, with um, with her, I, she is she is good looking. She is a good looking woman. Jordan, um, you're only allowed one, mate. You're only allowed one. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have uh, all uh, DS9 girls all day. So, you can, but, but to be fair, that is a good choice. Because Deep Space Nine is a big place. So, you know. Because <laughs> 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 um, I'm just thinking then, that kind of puts you off the next generation because you've got all the other women there, but then you'd have Guinan as well. I suppose somebody to talk to just afterwards. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was great. <laughs> You imagine listening to Whoopi Goldberg for five years? Fucking no thanks. Oh, goodness. No, it's, no, it's true. I'm, I'm going seven of nine. It's not even a competition for me. And oh. yes, it's because I'm shallow, because she's tall, blonde, <laughs> beautiful. She's got a fucking body that's rocking. I mean, I, I, oh, I don't even are, want to have a talk to her. What are you talking about? What are you talking about being shallow? We are doing a. A podcast, a, a live stream on the the hot women of Star Trek. All right, <laughs> two nearly fifty year old men talking about Star Trek, <laughs> and who we'd get with if we had the chance. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably going to go with Roller in actually. Out of all that lot, I think it's going to be my yeah, choice. I'm surprised at that, man. Honestly, for I thought you would have gone for uh, Beverly. I thought you was a redhead. Don't get me wrong, I like redheads, but she's just not my cup of tea. Just not my cup of tea. I know um, Stark from the website's already what already claimed um, Sato or Soto from <coughs> Enterprise. Happy days. I haven't checked the comments think, on there. And Let's Yoda. Just, Yoda's already mentioned um, uh, Rebecca Romin, 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 I can't say it. Um He's already mentioned her a, a few thousand times before. I'm just going to see if there's any comments from the website. So just very, very quickly, professionally done here. Perfectly. Can't you can't you can't fault it. Uh, <laughs> Kirsty Alley, Kim Cattrall, the blonde smoke show from that crappy reboot. The boar chick. Yeah. Oh, this will be um, on the website. Yeah, uh, the chick that doesn't wear a bra. And the uh, with Professor X, that's Rebecca um, Romjin. Um, <laughs> the girls of Deep Space Nine again. Um, Diana Mulder, hands down, just saw her twice in Hawaii Five O. Um, oh, was she in that as well? Blimey! A lot of people are going for. A lot of people are saying uh, that um, Ezra Drax. The, the younger version. Uh, yeah. Quite a few people are yeah, quite a few people are saying that. See, Jan Collins, no, no. See, I never found Jan Collins all that attractive. Um, not yeah, not my cup of tea. No, really. Um, Classic beauty. Uh, don't get me wrong, she's a beautiful woman, just not my cup of tea. So I'm not, you know, I'm not having a go. Um, again, like I say, anything, anything breathing. Uh, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Well, that, that, that's Kirsty Alley out of the picture, then. <laughs> uh, again, was she cremated or was she buried? Um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, uh, like I say, this there's been some there's been some good picks, and that's been most interesting. And um, myself and uh, uh, Matt are now going to be off and uh, reinvesting in uh, 
tissue sales. Um, <laughs> Actually, Tweed, what, what, what's seen from the next generation? I need to show him that scene from the next generation. Remind me, right. man. Hang on. Uh, yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why? Why did he do that? What's wrong that with was, him? Well, that was in Voyager because he's a little mincer. Oh, I see. Oh, goodness me. Yeah. Even a mincer would turn on that, wouldn't it? I mean, blinking Nora. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's funny. I think I'm now straight. <laughs> 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 with it. Um, Okie doke. So that was the hot women of Star Trek. Quality entertainment go. from two 50-year-old men. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are it would have been ca- three if Yoda weren't working. Exactly, yeah. Um, or we four are gonna... if Sean weren't throwing his toys and didn't want to talk about Star Trek again. Again. Um, yes, we are We are kind of going to cut it a little bit short tonight um, just because everybody's missing and whatnot. But the interaction has been absolutely fantastic. So we thank everybody for joining us uh, and, and the good interaction. Happy days. Make sure you're here every Sunday, 6 o'clock UK time, 12 o'clock CST time for weirdos. Um, and if there's anything that you think of that you would like us to talk about or discuss, please leave comments below um on the stream itself so like i say so because we we constantly have no ideas <laughs> how about next week the hottest women of star wars <laughs> we could do that one. Oh no i'm just thinking there aren't many there's not it would be Leah, it would no no i was gonna say no 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 it would be ula the dancer at jabba's palace <laughs> the one who got a do belt <laughs> Um, but yes like i say we do apologize for cutting it a little little bit short tonight but we hope you enjoyed it thank you very much for our donation much appreciated thank you um matt anything anything last to say mom mothra (laughs) no no Um, no, i don't thank you for everyone it's been good good light-hearted fun today so uh yeah yeah it's been a good change yeah 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 um, so you can visit us at thelastmovieoutpost.com where we put up new new stories, reviews and other entertainment news every single day. You can find us on Movie Outpost uh, on Twitter. I'm at Boba Phil. We've got Drunken Yoda 1 and Matt Matt Eggs, Matt Eggy Weggs. If you have, is that the one that you got banned? No, um, I, got, I got banned on my other one. <laughs> Permanent ban the other day. <laughs> um, but my movie one, which is that one, I think it's just Eggy Matt. You should, yeah, you should totally follow us because, like I say, we keep up to all the all the news and stuff like that. And I also, I liked watching interesting films. And you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, blah, 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 yada, 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 all those social media. Please like and subscribe. Um, I've, <laughs> just, I've just finished a script on an overlooked uh, film from 1986 called Biggles Adventures in Time which is one of those films that I fondly remember as a kid. And it kind of still stands up today. It's not the greatest of movies, but it's good entertainment. So I'm going to be starting that this week. Um, Apart from that, like I say, any last words, mate? No, mate. Thank you to everyone. It's been a pleasure. Yep. Happy days. And yes, live long and prosper. Yes. And Carrie Fisher from the OG, obviously. The Golden Bikini. You're never going to beat the Golden Bikini. Uh, 
Um, thank you to everybody, and we'll see you all very soon, or no, not very soon, but we'll see you all next week. Thank you, guys.